Welcome to the Between Sundays podcast from Four Corners Community Church in Darien, Illinois. Four Corners exists to help people find and follow Jesus, and we envision a church of everyday missionaries living with gospel intentionality wherever we live, work, and play. All right, and welcome back to our Between Sundays podcast. Uh, I'm joined again with Michael and Janet. My name is Dave. Oh. Last time I forgot. Hi, Dave. You nailed it there, Dave. So Hi, Michael. Hi, Janet. Good to be with you guys. So, uh, well, hey, we are a few weeks into uh, Judges now. We've looked at a few different uh, Judges that God has used to, well, God has raised up to rescue his people. Uh, so we looked at Ehud, uh, that was the second week. Then we looked at Deborah, Barak, and Jael, kind of a trio that God used. And then last week we looked at Gideon, um, part one of Gideon's life. And so we're going to get to the part two later. But um, thought maybe uh, we could just kind of chat a little bit about uh, maybe your favorite judge so far. Uh, maybe there's been one or two that you've especially just kind of related to and judy judge yeah. judy, judge judy. <laughs> i like to relate to judge wapner <laughs> yeah so what are you learning he's uh, like yeah, yeah anyway. we're, we're gonna keep moving <laughs> uh what have you been taking away um do you have a favorite judge so far that we've looked at i think i see i um relate to all of them yeah, that that wasn't the question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to pick just one. Yeah, it's true. They're all broken, like it's ill-equipped. Like yeah, no. They're delicious, and once you pop, you can't stop. But they're always broken. Not the all. The, it's just the ends. <laughs> <laughs> they are broken a lot. So. I like to put them in my mouth whole, like duck lips. Yes. Yes. We digress. So anyways, <laughs> the Bible? What? Yeah. I, um, if I had to pick a favorite judge. And you do, because Dave's Today, I know. I would pick Gideon. Mostly because I like that he hid in a hole. <laughs> um, and there was a fleece of sorts. Right, right. But I think I like, um, I like all of them. And I, all of them resonate with me because... I love that God picked them because they are broken and they are weak and they are um, cowardly (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. and that they are not um, the people that you would typically pick, uh, like a housewife, someone that's disabled, someone that um, would never be uh, equipped to lead an army, Mm -hmm. Um, especially one that's with so few people. like Samson, he had long hair and was powerful, but I mean, there's a whole other side of Samson. Oh, we haven't got there yet, Janet. Yeah, you're yeah. jumping ahead. Yeah. Oh, Spoiler but he's alert. not, he's not my favorite alert. though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you did ask me all the judges. You didn't say so far. Oh, that's true. Nailed you on yeah. that one. No, I'm pretty sure we can roll the tape back. <laughs> but So tell me, Janet, which one have you liked the most so far? <laughs> that wasn't tape. That was just Dave <laughs> saying it a second time. But I love that God picks unlikely people, and yeah. that's such a comfort to me. And, I mean, all through the Bible, he picks people that are on the fringes of society or um, – I'm going to use my analogy, like God is God, so he could pick 
like John Cena, The Rock, Oprah, Oprah. Yeah, but he would pick like Pee Wee Herman or like Jerry Springer. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not accidental. He'd figure out a way to work that. He would because he like that's the people he picks. What what it, what's weak about Jerry Springer? Nothing's this, weak about Jerry Springer, but he's maybe just like morally weak. Yeah, yeah morally, he's yeah. morally weak. <laughs> yeah, like okay. Oprah's like a megastar, and okay, Maury Povich. He's on the UTV. You've, you're, you've definitely slanted towards a lot of older people. I can't think of somebody Maury that's. And Jerry Springer I'm just and, saying that older. Herman, is Pete Herman even still alive? I think so. Yeah. I think he just did a stint in jail, actually. But oh, um, yeah. or Screech. Yeah. Okay. From Saved, Saved by, by the, the Bell. Bell. But my point is, um, in all of this, and I didn't. He's not using Mario Lopez or the Gosseler guy. No, the, the popular ones. He's using the right. Yeah. And like, guy. I just, I'm finding it very comical the people you're choosing to pick. Um, I like this on both this era ends. of television. On both ends. This is yeah. a, right. This is a good '90s. Yeah. This is right in my wheelhouse. He Jan. wouldn't have picked Marsha. He would have picked yeah, Jan. You're, you're too you're too far back from yeah. me now. You I know very, the Brady Bunch. Yeah, I was very little though for the Brady Bunch. Hmm. Anyway, um, that hurt my feelings, Michael. I'm sorry. <laughs> my point is, I'm trying to get back to it, is that God is God. So he can do anything. Yep. He can uh, he knows everything. He, he, he knows what happens from the beginning to the end. He's always present, and he does not pick yeah. the best of the best. He picks average people, yeah. and I don't think that that's an accident. No. I think that that's a picture of who God is, and I think that that picture, it should give us hope um, and should – I love that God sees these people. He sees every bit of them and he still picks them yeah. and he sees all of us the good the bad the thoughts um the pieces that nobody else sees and he picks us mm -hmm. um and i think that's amazing and i think that even as we're uh you know struggling through at sometimes the parts of judges where god is angry um you see this still this piece of incredible love um and i think sometimes god can be such a um big idea for us to wrap our minds around and then you take it down to these judges that he picks or the people he picks throughout the bible even mary um to be the mother of jesus um he sees everything in us and he still loves us and even in the midst of um all of the idolatry and um, the forgetfulness of his people. He has a plan for salvation. And it's not just like I, like for this nebulous people group. It's for us. Mm -hmm. um, so when I feel like I'm not ill-equipped, that I'm not, I am mm -hmm. ill-equipped or not prepared for this or I'm not good enough to do this or God would never um, pick me. Uh, people are mistaken. Um, these are the stories that we read and say like, that's not what the Bible tells us. Right. This is what I'm. At my mind tells me, my humanness tells me, but um, God thinks I'm pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's not a trend that he uh, fixes. Right. I mean, Jesus is perfect. Right. Jesus wasn't broken in the way that we are broken, but it's not a trend that he decides, oh, I, I worked with all of these old school people who were a total mess, 
And when I get to Jesus, I'm going to break out the John Cena prototype. Right. He broke out another regular human being prototype who experiences everything we've experienced. Um, and that's, again, where we talked about in the last podcast, do a lot of hope for me comes from that Jesus was a regular person who was empowered by the Holy Spirit, just like I'm a regular person who is empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so um, I can have hope of something better. I can have hope that the, the God I'm following understands, cares, knows what it's like to be me um, and uses people like me, like you said, does the same thing in Judges. And even on top of that, one of the cool things, especially when you look through the book of Judges, is that you know that God isn't using regular people just because he loves regular people. He's also using regular people because that's how he sees that he's going to get the most glory out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, He doesn't see that I'm going to get the most glory by using John Cena to go lead people into battle or to um, wrestle or yeah he, he to wrestle <laughs> a different story that's, right yeah that's that's an older story of wrestling god um he chooses broken messed up people because he knows you're gonna look at and we talked about this a little bit in the gideon story he uses broken people because he'll get the most glory out of that there won't be any way to look at what those people have done and say oh yeah they did that in their own strength they did that because they're skilled in this or because they're gifted in that. You look at these folks and say they were able to do this because they were empowered by God in this scenario. And Gideon's a great example of that. Yeah. I mean, he whittles whittles that army down. (laughs) You know, they start with 32,000. They end up with 300, 400 to one ratio. And he said, so that Israel may not boast that she did this in her own power. You know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's meant to bring him glory. Um, and that's that's throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, um, you know, the disciples that he chooses and uses. Um, Paul says we're jars of clay, you know, pressed in, crushed um, on every side, and yet we have this all-surpassing glory of the gospel um, that, you know, that he uses the weak to shame the the strong in this world, and um, it's it's pretty crazy when you think about it. Um, and yet God can also use the strong. Um, it's just that the strong often aren't willing or aren't humble enough to, um, to, yeah, basically say, I need your help. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when we think we're strong, uh, we just fool ourselves and we try to do things in our own power. And, uh, and it never uh, ends well. Yeah. So there is something <laughs> about just, um, you know, seeing ourselves for who we really are and, realizing um that we aren't our own deliverers um that there's something about us sin (laughs) um that is a bigger deal than we can handle and so we have to look outside ourselves um to to a deliverer and the book of judges kind of shows us um that we are in the middle of all this and there's no way we can rescue ourselves that um, someone uh, has to come and Ultimately, that person was Jesus, and I do like what you kind of pointed out that Jesus was in every way um, human, you mm-hmm. know, in every way like us has been tempted in every way that we've been tempted, and yet never fell to that temptation. And so there's hope um, that that through His strength um, we can have power to overcome. And so if you're listening here and you've maybe been struggling with a sin or you know something that's repetitive in your life and 
I've been there. I know a lot of people have. You can get to this hopelessness of like, I'll never break this. I'm always going to be like this. And then what ends up happening is you settle and you become content with it and just you you just start living with it. And in some some regards, that's kind of what Israel did. You know, uh, even with the conquest, God, God said, hey, you know, I want you to completely push out the Canaanites and they they did to some extent and then it got hard and then they said well we can kind of settle we can live and they start compromising and then all of a sudden you know the next generation comes up and they've completely forgotten about god and that's what sin sin can have that effect on us um when we start settling with it and start just living among these idols or sins or things like that all of a sudden that just becomes normal Mm -hmm. um and pretty soon what used to be like troublesome to our spirits is no longer it's just kind of a part of our life and um and sometimes god has to wake us up um to realize no you are in a bad spot here and you need to do some things pretty drastic to get to overcome and it starts with repentance it starts with turning to him and realizing that that he's already triumphed over these things that you don't have to live in the the middle of these things i'm getting preachy i'm just going so no i mean I, i thought it was really cool the point that you made too about um why God uses these type of people. He's not choosing the strong. He's not choosing the powerful because, and we can even see this when we're looking at our own lives, when things are going well, that's when you forget. Mm -hmm. And so probably the more powerful you are, the more successful you are, the whatever word you want to throw in there, it's real easy, not just to forget, but you don't feel like there's any ground that needs to be taken. Mm -hmm. You're experiencing your quote unquote best life now. Like Mm -hmm. why rock the boat? Um, I think God wants to choose people who recognize the boat needs to be rocked a little bit. Yeah. Or at least I'm broken enough to know that things aren't perfect or things aren't necessarily the way that they should be. Um, things could be better. Um, something else could be accomplished. I'm not experiencing so much success or power or anything in my life that I have hopefully become complacent to uh, to the things of God. And so I think that that's a good place to be just for a Christian that... Um, not necessarily that you say no to those things in life. Like there are plenty of Christians who are successful that may have power, they may have money or prestige or anything else. But the Christian heart condition, I think, has to be very much like this. We have to recognize who we actually are before God, who we are um, as a result of Jesus. Like we are people who are broken but have been made whole. We're people who are sinners but who have been forgiven. Um, And that keeps you in that place of being usable you know you have a you have a humility there's not a pride to you to where you're saying no to the things of god you're still able to be used a a conduit for what god wants to be using uh you for and for your purposes and for his purposes so i thought i've never really thought about it Mm -hmm. like that before but to to think about it that way yeah and and the truth is we see that in gideon i mean part one is all we've looked at so far but um you know, Gideon, God strengthens Gideon, kind of reassures him over and over and over again that he's going to be with them. And then ultimately Gideon experiences this crazy victory, right? Um, and kind of God uses him to rescue um, the people out of the hands of Midian. Uh, but that success is going to go to his head. And uh, the back end of Gideon, Gideon's kind of a tragic figure. In the end, he's that that success goes to his head and he starts abusing um you know, they end up making a kind of ephod, which they start kind of uh, worshiping a golden ephod. And so he brings idolatry just right back into it. Um, he starts abusing his own people a little bit for his own 
kind of personal vendettas and um, you can tell power has sort of corrupted him in a way or success has and I think for a lot of people um, prosperity is a is a greater hindrance to um, the gospel than um, adversity I think Mm -hmm. a lot of um, hardships in life people will eventually kind of triumph because hardships humble us um, but prosperity and uh, victories and success um, make it very hard for us to walk through life thinking that we have needs Um, you know I think of Jesus's statement to the rich man right Um, that it's what does he say about the eye of the needle it's harder for a rich camel camel, you know to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to essentially um, come to repentance because of the place that they're in Mm -hmm. Um, you know that when we feel like we have everything we feel like we have everything and that we don't have any needs and um, that's two cool bookends or two sides of the spectrum that you're talking about one end of power and prestige and success is um, like you mentioned with Gideon is I think this is all me Mm-hmm. And so it's not like he stopped pushing. He just kept pushing in his own power and it mm-hmm. pushed even pushed him even further into brokenness and sin than he ever was before. Mm-hmm. So that's one side of the spectrum that a lot of times in our world we see with power. All of a sudden you have this power and you don't use it for the benefit of anyone but yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and you hurt other people as a result of it. The other end of that spectrum is things are great. I'm not going to rock this boat. So then you become complacent or apathetic and those are... Those are two really dangerous places to be if you're a Christian pride on the one hand yeah. or just like, I don't care mm-hmm. on the other end or, mm-hmm. um, and so, but I think we, we often find ourselves in those positions because even if, even if we don't feel like we're particularly powerful or successful or rich here in America, comparatively speaking to everybody else in the world, we are. Right. And so I think most of us suffer from swinging back and forth on that pendulum because of the culture we live in and and the kind of ex- success and convenience we experience uh, in the framework of the entire world right now. So, mm. I like the fact that God loves both people. You know, um, right. He loves the weak and He loves the strong, um, and so He died for both <laughs> uh, the rich. The, I mean, it's all everyone has access to Jesus. There is no social, you know, status differences racial divides anything that we normally separate people from um, the cross is level ground and so um, we all have access to uh, the savior who came um, for the world really and so that's a it's a beautiful picture that no one's without hope Mm -hmm. that we all um, that we all have the same need um, and we have the same rescuer Um, it's just whether we're going to admit our need and turn to him um, or kind of be stubborn and keep kind of pushing through our own strength. And so that's a beautiful picture. And we see that throughout Judges. You see just kind of God continue to rescue these people who are kind of stiff-necked and hard-headed a little bit. Um, How about anything else that you've been kind of pulling away personally from the series so far, maybe from one of the Judges as you look at uh, their life? I'm just hoping that even though we had a bunch of folks who shared some stories on the back wall that first week. Um, it's, it's made an impact on me the last several weeks to just think through God's faithfulness and what that means to me on a day-to-day basis. Um, 
the ways that I'm forgetful and what it would look like in my mind in, in my life just to go through some some patterns of you know maybe re-rhythming mm-hmm. remembrance and um, and obedience back into my life and so um, but I think and you've talked about this in past episodes too I I swing back and forth on I'm talking a lot about pendulums today but mm. and spectrums but I and swing back and wits. yeah I speak I swing back and forth a lot between on one end excessive pride mm-hmm. like I'm king of the world and then on the other end just imposter syndrome of mm-hmm. I'm jester of the world like back and forth mm-hmm. constantly yeah. um and so it can be hard to trust that God loves you and wants to use someone like you, an imperfect person like me. Um, and so I just hope that if there's anyone else out there who feels kind of the same way, who couldn't think of something to put on a faithfulness card or struggles to think of the ways that God is faithful to them, or some of those ways are just too painful that they would maybe still continue to lean into that a little bit more, not necessarily feel the need to put it up on the wall, but to get with your gospel community or to get, with your spouse or with your kids or with whoever you want to have that conversation with get in community with God's people and uh, spend some more time talking about what you're faithful or mm-hmm. what you're thankful for ways that God has been faithful to you ways that God has been faithful to your group. Um, I just think it's really important. And so I've, I've enjoyed that. I've yeah. enjoyed thinking about what would it mean if um, just remembering or thanking God for his faithfulness was more a part of my prayer life mm-hmm. on a daily basis, or if it was, um, something that came up more in conversations with our gospel community, just finding ways to try and insert it more naturally into the rhythm of my life. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, we have some rhythms already set up, even as a as a larger congregation or body, um, even you know communion. Sometimes we forget, like even what that's all about. Yeah. With the mm-hmm. idea that like we have a rhythm set up to come before you know before Jesus and remember his his sacrifice on our part and hopefully that's a very um, hopefully we kind of almost run through that whole sin cycle as we're doing that Mm -hmm. as we're looking at our own life and saying where have I rebelled where have I gone astray and this is an opportunity to remember the deliverance that has already been offered to me and that is there um, and be thankful for that and Mm -hmm. step into that and so uh, but it doesn't have to just be communion you know every time we eat um even food itself is uh very symbolic you know it's a physical that we need we need sustenance outside of ourself um that whole idea is has gospel metaphors Mm -hmm. that like just like we physically need you know sustenance outside of ourselves spiritually uh we need a salvation that's outside of our own doing our own capabilities and so every time we look to food when we're hungry we can be reminded of that and so it's these small things that i think when you when you mentioned rhythms it made me think of that um there's these just things about life that we can start looking at and be reminded of the goodness of our god um that he provides in so many different ways countless ways and um, And it's those things though that we do so often that we forget about it exactly yeah. That it's hard to remember in, in those situations a lot, but it would be the easiest way to work that rhythm back into your life. Like you said, mm-hmm. you're sitting down at a meal. You're actually thanking God for the ways that he takes care of, not just your physical needs, but your spiritual ones. You do that at communion. I mean, obviously, you're hopefully every time you hear the gospel message preached, you're 
seeing the faithfulness of God and actually thinking through what it means to be thankful for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a theme of so many of the songs that we sing on Sunday mornings uh, to actually think through what you're singing and not just read the words on the screen and wait for it to be done. But as you're singing the word faithful or as you're singing the word broken to actually let those words uh, and the melody and everything else push whatever you're thinking of in your head down into your heart a little bit more, Mm -hmm. just being more intentional with those repetitive aspects of our life, I think is a really great way to look at it. Yeah. I've also been challenged just to, um, to, go a little bit more like to to step into what i feel the lord and the spirit uh calling me to step into whether that be my neighbors or different things like that um there's just such uh i mean it's strong even in gideon's story here i mean he's like go and gideon's like well who am i and god says i'm with you Mm-hmm. I mean, th- just that statement, I'm with you. And and that's the same statement we have. Um, mm-hmm. You know, go and make disciples, and surely I'm with you always to the mm-hmm. end of the age. And we, we just I think we forget. We keep thinking, I have to go in my own power as opposed to, no, I just have to go. Or I just have to get up, and I have to, you know, step into this. And so I've been wrestling and thinking, you know, what is God calling me currently to step into? Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's another good question to kind of be asking throughout this series. Um, You know, it doesn't have to be these huge things either. It can be small. It can be inviting a neighbor. That's the one that, you know, has been impressed on my mind. Like there's a family that, you know, Katie and I need to have over for dinner. Um, And... uh, we make excuses, we get busy, we, you know, different things. And yeah, it's just dinner. But I feel like the Lord is really pressing on, on my heart to just have them over for dinner, you know, and start a relationship with them and, you know, be praying for them and things like that. And so that's not a huge thing, you know, but if you feel like the Lord is leading you in a direction, you know, step into that, you know, and um, so told you now i gotta do it yeah <laughs> but it's, we'll be I, following up next yeah, podcast yeah. dave it's, again it's the everyday stuff that is easy to it ignore is. like right. so many of us when we pray or when we're with groups and we're praying we're like god just give us opportunities and i think god is so often just I mean, this is the feeling i get sometimes god is saying well especially if you live in a place like chicago i gave you an opportunity on each side of your house <laughs> that is your neighbor like you live in a neighborhood of hundreds if not thousands of people like yeah. Um, you keep asking me for things that I'm already giving you if you would just look for them. Um, so yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a good encouragement. Yeah. They don't all have to be, Hey, God is calling me to Timbuktu, um, to go live in a hut somewhere, you know, like maybe, maybe God is calling you to that, but maybe he's just calling you to engage, mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, to begin to pray for people, to begin to, um, ask questions and to listen to people and to you know share your story a little bit more uh your faith journey and who you are and not be scared um, to just open yourself up a little bit and see what the lord can do and so i hope i hope there's more stories around hey i was scared to death to do this but i did it anyway anyway (laughs) because i trust that the lord was with me and 
this happened, you mm-hmm. know, um, be, as a result of that. I would love to hear uh, more of those as we progress. Um, and I know they're out there. I know there there have been some, and it's been encouraging to read some of the cards um, of those types of stories. And so it'll be fun. Um, we actually just heard of one, you know, with John last week when he shared a little bit of, you know, him just sharing and building a relationship with, with a guy he met kind of randomly. And so... Um, that, that was encouraging to hear. And so I know they're out there. Uh, uh, but the call on our church is not to be stronger in our own ability. The call is to be uh, stronger in faith and, and to trust God more. And so I, I pray that that's been my prayer throughout this, that we would become more and more faithful people because we have a faithful God who can be trusted. So. Amen, Dave. Yeah, Amen. Boom. There we, go. we like preachy Dave every now and then. Yeah. Usually you're just the guy asking the question. Right. So when you get some yeah. time to talk, you're... Yeah. I will... Uh, he brought it home, and, Dave. And fuego. <laughs> and we're going to end it on that. Um, <laughs> if, Dave, number one. <laughs> if you have a, uh, if you have a question, Brian's a comment, three, don't a worry. suggestion, uh, you can text it to us, 630 630- Four eight nine three two three three. Um, again, that's I got to get my radio voice when I read this. Um, I mean, you even read the text number well. Yeah, good job. Six three zero four eight nine three two three three. Again, it was good to be with you guys. Thanks for kind of sharing a little bit about your own lives and what you're learning. Um, I think that's helpful. So can we sign off in French because France won the World Cup a couple weeks ago? Can we do that? Do you guys know how to say goodbye in French? You can say. Bonsoir. That's good evening. I took. I don't know why it makes me laugh. I took five years of French in uh, in high school. Does that come in handy? I know about five words. (laughs) That's kind of. But bonsoir is one. Au revoir. So if you're listening to this in the evening, bonsoir. bonsoir. But I think we should do both. Not both French, but I think we should do the winner and the loser. The winner was The John Cena and the Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Croatia. 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 Wait, harder. were they in the game together? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. Like They're the second first place. team out. You want to do? So you don't want first loser. You want worst loser. Yes, because so like America, they were not in it. I didn't even make the cut. <laughs> all right. So then, <laughs> bye. Goodbye. And Dave, French. Well, are they listening in the evening or? Say both, just to cover your bases. Au revoir. If you're just listening in the day, bonsoir. Huh. Now you gotta say something like peace, American. Peace out. Yeah, peace out. Smell you later, Holmes. We'll right. see you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This has been an episode of the Between Sundays podcast from Four Corners Community Church. For more information on our faith family, you can follow us on Facebook or visit us on the web at fccc.church.